Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? Oh, man, what's going on, man? Uh, today's going to be pretty cool. This will be a, so. one of the first for us uh, in the sense of, you know, a lot of people think, you know, or call her an innovator, and uh-huh. a lot of people call her a disruptor. Uh-huh. Um, I'm curious how she feels, right? you know, but she's doing a lot of things different from a lot of other people. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, um, we've had a couple people that we've talked to, like uh, you're certainly Eric Taylor's a disruptor and, and certainly um, Destroy the Hairdresser. Um, they're kind of disruptors in their own right um, as well. But I kind of I dig this. I kind of I dig that we're kind of pushing the button as an industry, not, not you and I, but as an industry, that we're kind of pushing the button and looking for um, kind of a, a different way through. You know, um, it's like the last five years, how much our industry's changed just with, uh, with, with you know, social media. Um, and stuff. So, you know, we just, uh, hopefully today we have a bigger audience hearing it, right? Yeah. I've read somewhere uh, where she said, uh, I love this industry so much that, you know, she's taking care of the people uh, that's around her in the, in this industry. That was huge. And that's kind of, you know, when we do our podcast, we're talking about, you know, we, we love the hairdresser. Yeah. I mean, she's literally, saying she's making a change for the hairdresser. I know. We're just sharing stories and she's doing the work. (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely the frauds here. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, This is really cool. So um, so I I think we go in, right? Yeah. So today our guest is, uh, her Instagram handle is the underscore hair, the underscore doctor, right? The hair doctor. Um, It's Gina Bianca. And um, she's actually joining us from, uh, from her salon in in Connecticut, right? I think it's in Connecticut. Connecticut. That's awesome. So, um, I mean, Let's get in because she's got so much to give, right? Oh, yeah. Let's get into what she has to to share. To share, right? And to offer. To offer and share. So, Miss uh, The Hair Doctor, Gina Bianca, welcome to your day off. Thank you guys so much for having me. So happy to be here. Absolutely, uh, man. Yeah, we were excited. I mean, the more that, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I get to stalk everybody. But the more I was stalking you, the, just the more I was falling in love in the sense of what you're doing and or what you're how you are affecting our industry and the people around you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just a, just a quick shout out to Olivia. Cause I think Olivia's, uh, Olivia Smalley is the one that, that kind of hooked us up. So, um, you know, and, and we have such mad respect for Olivia. So as soon as Olivia was like, you got to check this girl out. I knew that, I knew that it was the real deal because she doesn't do that a lot. Right. Olivia. So anyways, Gina, thanks man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being in our industry and thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. I uh, love Olivia so much and, uh, really, really excited to chat with you guys. So where are you from? Where did you grow up? I'm born and raised in Connecticut. Oh, so homegrown. <laughs> small, small town. Small town. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Where, um, tell us kind of like your early story or like how you got into the uh, hair industry. How I got into the hair industry. So I was a D student in high school because um, I used to cut class all the time. And <laughs> I wanted to, uh, you know, go get a job after high school. And my mom told me, she's like, you can't just like work. You have to go to school or you can't live here. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'll go to culinary school or something. And she was like, why don't you go to hair school? Check out Paul Mitchell because my mom, like, I don't know. I was the type of person who had different hair every five seconds in school. I was the queen of box dye. (laughs) I literally was (laughs) changing my hair. Me and my girlfriend used to go down to uh, like, 
the ghetto of <laughs> Waterbury here in Connecticut and get our extensions done. And like, we just loved our hair. And uh, I went to the Paul Mitchell School in North Haven on a tour. And I was like, this is good to fall back on. This is going to be great. Um, took out a whole bunch of student loans. And about two weeks into hair school, I fell in love with, you know, hairdressing the, and right. the, the culture of Paul Mitchell is are very important to me. Uh, definitely huge reason of why I'm the stylist that I am. So, you know, I got into school and I met my mentors and I just fell in love with the industry. Do you still live within the, uh, like Paul Mitchell world? Uh, yes and no. So I'm very, I'm way more independent. Um, mm -hmm. but I do, I do thank Paul Mitchell for the education that I got for sure. Cause I, I did get the best education in my opinion that money can buy. So. You know, That's I'm, pretty cool. We're actually doing a podcast um, in a couple of weeks with uh, with Gino Stampora, and we're doing it live at a Paul at the Paul Mitchell Temple School um, here in Maryland. Yeah, love that. it's pretty cool. So, um, what uh, you're known as a color specialist, but do you cut hair at all? Um, I the, interestingly enough, I don't do hair at all behind the chair anymore. What? No, I don't. Well, you can't leave it at that. Tell us about that. <laughs> How did that come about? Exactly. Um, well, I, I'm very open about it, but I had like a kind of like a mental breakdown. I literally was trying to do every single thing, like, you know, being a salon owner, taking care of a giant staff, uh, taking care of a huge clientele, traveling, teaching, you know, trying to do everything. I literally just threw my hands up and I was like, okay, I'm giving half to everybody. I need to like, and nothing to myself. I wasn't taking care of myself at all. And, you know, I decided back in April that I was going to step away from behind the chair and focus on running my company and traveling and teaching and growing my education brand. So, uh, you know, I started doing that in April and I haven't been behind the chair. I only do corrections and I literally try to talk people out of getting their hair done with me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I'm like, uh, yeah, I could do your hair, but I charge one thirty an hour and I only start at 7 a.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And we have oh. to, you know, do the whole thing in one session. <laughs> that's what I tell them. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. It's on my it, terms now. I've been bending over backwards for everyone in this industry for the past 10 years almost. So now I'm just like, you know what? If you want your hair done by me, it's on my terms. And that's completely okay. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm interested, though. I'm interested in... in you know, her, her life is kind of chaos and, and she dropped the, uh, the, the clients. You know, that's yeah. interesting to me, you know? Um, yeah. Just that that was her choice more right. so, but that's cool. So, um, so one thirty an hour and you, <laughs> I try to talk myself out of clients. <laughs> that's I, do, I know. I just, my heart isn't there anymore. And you know, uh -huh. when, and sometimes I'll take guests behind the chair and I'm just like, I love my guests and I love seeing them on the floor with my team. It's, it makes me really happy, but just being behind the chair, it, it's, it's my heart's not there anymore. You know, my heart is on teaching now and I can help and change and I could help so many more people teaching than I can behind the chair. So that's kind of my purpose, you know, that's, and, and that's the more I was reading about her and, that's that's the heart that she has you know what i mean she's building others up and she you know literally she gave her her, her clients away to her no, no her staff you know right. what i mean so she she to build them up right and that's pretty impressive that's cool. so what did you let's talk about your classes a little bit so when you're on the road and uh traveling what are you teaching 
Well, this year I put on a, I, I've never traveled and taught classes before. This is a new world for me. So <laughs> what I did was, is I Googled 10 best cities to visit for a weekend. And I found, I just posted on Instagram, I, I need host salons in these 10 cities. I put them online and I didn't think anybody would buy tickets. I thought maybe like, you know, I had my break even number. I was like, if 10 people buy tickets, I'll be able to cover all my stuff. And I'll be able to go and teach a class, get my foot in the door. It's pretty much starting over. You know what I mean? And everything right. that I do with teaching and everything I do with my companies, it's all it all comes back to, you know, what I've learned from behind the chair. You know, you want to just have that frequency of visit. You want that amazing guest experience. You want to make it crazy to take a class with anybody else, which is what I say all the time. And, you know, I looked up one day and my class is sold out. And I was just like, holy shit, I made the right decision, you know? And so I taught this year, I taught five ways to foil, um, a bunch of my classes pre-booked an entire next class. So I did melting into fall, which are techniques that, you know, I've been doing for nine years and I just show them what I do. And the class is very like, you know, it's uh, the class is technique, but five ways to foil. I show you in one section. It's, you know, they're going to learn so much technique, but it's more the classes evolved so much into pricing, charging your worth, taking care of yourself, uh, the right dialogue, you know, boundaries with customers and, you know, really making this a career and not like driving half the industry out by five years in because we're so freaking done because we can't take care of ourselves and we can't stand up for ourselves. You know, the class has evolved so much and it's just been, it's been an amazing, amazing opportunity to meet people and to just share like what I believe in. And now with the amazing platform of Instagram, I get to share it with so many people. So it's just been great. You know, it's, it's been, someone asked me the other day, they're like, when did you, when did you like feel like you've reached like the top of your career. And I was like, honestly today, cause this is my last class of a sold out tour. I was yeah. like, this, it, it, she asked me yesterday and I was just like, honestly, like I never thought I could even sell a class. So that's you're, amazing. Yeah. And now you're traveling all across the country you know, to do that. stuff. So, I mean, I, I think I, I don't, I don't even know why, why she does the facade of the five foil. Like I think she could sell a class just like, what what were those keys that you said charging what you're worth and what were the other ones? Uh, you know, we do pricing. We do co- the consultation section of the class is the most important section and nobody teaches us this. Uh-huh. You know, so I have my consultation that I've been doing for nine years, you know, and the, the questions I ask, the way that I ask them, the body language and, you know, no one's going to spend $500 with you if they don't trust you. So it's when they first walk in the door building that trust and it all comes down with which eye you look into. You know what I mean? It's very like, you know, it's important and nobody, this is just stuff I've learned from in the trenches Mm -hmm. and I found the stuff that works for me and sharing it is like the most amazing rewarding thing ever. That's pretty cool. How does your, um, how does your consultation differ from, you know, like the stuff that we learned in like hair school and things? I didn't really learn that much about consultation. I mean, I, we had like our steps that we did, which is great, but you have to ask the right questions and you have to like use effective listening and making sure that like your guests will trust you. You can't just do whatever you want. And sometimes like saying no during a consultation and ending the appointment is better than doing the service. You know what I mean? 
Um, And just setting a stylist up with that confidence of being like, okay, well, if the guest doesn't want to pay or if their hair can't handle this, like being able to say no, instead of going through that motion of, okay, I'm going to say yes. And then the hair is not going to come out right. I'm going to skip steps. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to compromise service for the guest that's waiting for me. And then two days later, guess who's on the phone and wants a redo. And then guess what? We're doing a redo for free. And then guess who's on the phone two days later and wants a refund all because you didn't have the balls to say no. Wow. That whole, that whole like hamster wheel is why people just like leave the industry. I swear to God, some people literally message me. I get like 200 to 300 messages a day, all questions, 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 questions. And sometimes I get these stories saying like, you know, I'm ready to leave the industry. I can't take it anymore. My salon owner doesn't have my back. Our pricing's all fucked up. Everything is all messed up. I don't know what to do. I'm thinking about leaving the industry and going to become a nurse. <laughs> I'm just like, hold on. <laughs> Slow your roll. I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. A lot of, they just need classes and they just need to be set up to win and, you know, the accountability and, you know, my whole life right now is living through my phone and coaching and helping people get through this. And it's just, it's, it's great. I love it. That is awesome. And how, how do you help them figure out what their worth is? So there's a bunch of different way, a uh, bunch of different things that pricing is, is based off of. And, you know, the first thing I say to people is, you know, I can't tell you what to charge unless I see all of your numbers, you know, because there's, you know, I, I buy this tank top, I put writing on it. I do the marketing for it. I buy all the stuff to ship it. I got my little label printer that's the cost of the shirt. I figure out how much money I want to make off of the shirt. That's the price. In the salon, we call down the street and say, what are you charging for a haircut? Uh, Nobody treats the salon business like an actual business where we're selling hours and selling time. And once you start to think of your time as what's for sale, everything changes. It's not difficult to put a cancellation policy into place. It's not difficult to add on extra bowls. It's not difficult. You know, it's just you have to have it all dialed in. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So are you, are you charging, um, earlier you mentioned that you're charging by the hour. Is, do, is that what your salon's doing? Are they charging by the hours plus like bowls and stuff or how does that work? No, 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 no. My salon, we, I, now I, I have a 4,000 square foot facility. We're a team-based pay. Uh, every, we make it very easy to do business with us. Um, and we all charge the same price. So we all charge, you know, if I'm behind the chair with them out on the floor, I'm charging the same price as somebody who just started out of school a year ago. You know, we make everything very easy to do business with us. Um, I charge hourly for corrections because, hourly pricing with corrections, there's no way to know what's going to happen. Like we can know what the hair is going to do, what's going to happen. However, you know, we don't know. Sometimes we don't know, like in the sink, we're mixing and mixing and mixing and reapplying and having an anxiety attack and praying to the hair gods and we're freaking out. And, you know, nobody's paying for that two hours in the sink. So hourly, hourly for corrections is a safe way to make sure you get all of the services done that they need and that you can, you know, 
it should, that's just how it should be. Because a lot of the times we'll quote somebody out for something and then there's like three processes we didn't see coming or we have to reapply because there's a band or there's like crazy stuff happening and we're just like, oh, um, you know, I'll pay for it. Right. What are you going to do? Add it on and give them sticker shock at the, at the desk? You can't do that. That's bad. That's, that's not okay. You know, it's not okay for the guests. They need to know what's going on. Uh, so I just think hourly is the best for corrections because you just don't know what's going to happen. I, first off, I love that advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love because I've played the bowl game like, okay, now how much is this bowl worth and how much is that bowl worth and how much? I almost think that um, I'm asking your opinion, actually, Gina. Now I'm going to start texting you asking for advice, but like like even, like even vivid color, maybe vivid color should be done by the hour too. Because it's just, you just use so much product with vivid and the product is so expensive that I never know how to add the bowl. Honestly, you know, I never know like, Oh my God, now we're three bowls in and we've used, you know, uh, we've used half of a $12 tube, but we've used half of like five $12 tubes or something, you know, but when you're in it, you're just not thinking in the, you're not, you're just not in that brain space. Yeah, you know, the product is expensive, but what's more expensive and what people need to realize is our time. That extra bowl is going to add 20 minutes and I can do a half highlight in 20 minutes and make triple, quadruple. You know what I mean? We're not even, yeah, we want to charge for product, but don't even think of it. You got to just think of it as your time. And once you start thinking of things like uh, my mentor, my favorite human in the entire world, Robert Cromings, when you change what you look at things, the things you look at start to change. Like if Mm. you look at your time as what's for sale, what's for sale instead of a half a tube of color, everything changes in a sense of like, okay, I know my worth. Like it's, you're charging for your time, but it doesn't happen overnight. I love that. I love that too. That's pretty amazing actually, isn't it? Let's, um, I want to, I want to, I, she, she breezed over, but I think we, I think we need to spend the next 20 minutes right here. Let's talk about team-based pay, Gina, because um, I, I think it's innovative. I think that I don't understand it. Um, you know, my, 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 my reptilian brain is against you here, but, 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 you know, my, my logical brain is open to you. So like, kind of like, you know, you've got Gina who's got 10 years in the industry or 10 years behind the chair, and then you've got someone that's coming right out of hair school. How are you? Help me, please. Okay. Yeah. So uh, team-based is possibly the greatest thing in the entire world, in my opinion. Um, You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with any other pay structures. It's just how we choose to do business here. Um, I prefer to have a company that runs itself. Uh, It's one reason. Uh, (laughs) It runs itself and I can travel and not have a panic attack. So, you know, that's great. Um, You know, there's two kinds of, there's, there's, Uh, something you have to realize about experience too. And, you know, the way that things are now and the way that people are, the way that stylists are now, uh, you know, if you have 10 years of experience working one day a week, do you have 10 years of experience? These are questions that I ask a lot of, you know what I mean? Uh, You know, 10 years, the number of years of experience doesn't always mean how good of a stylist you are. I have a stylist, Megan, uh, her Instagram is at blonde and bougie. And she literally graduated school one year ago and is a fully booked stylist, just kicking ass, killing it because she's the one doing models, staying late, doing everybody's hair and getting that accelerated experience. And when she assisted me, she touched more people's heads literally than people who've been doing hair five years, you know? So how is that experience not noted? 
you know? So right. once they get to a point, uh, you know, they're not going on the floor until they have that experience ready. And our training is accelerated training. If you have redos, you're coming in and doing models, two models a week, three models a week, four models a week. You don't have to wait five years to have experience. You just have to get your ass into gear and do the work. You know what I mean? So, um, the, it's very simple. We just want to make it very easy to do business with us. That's why we got away, got rid of the tiered pricing and we want our guests to come in and have a consistent experience and build that trust. You know, that trust of like, Oh, I don't trust a level one person or, Oh, I came in last time and it was more money or I came in last time and it was less money. It just takes away the consistency and it keeps us like together as a team and it gets everyone like, you know, pumped up to train. And we just, we get everyone to that level instead of like waiting for them to get there. We, we push them there. So So. you mentioned she's, she's fully booked. And then, um, and so with the team-based pay, you said, you know, you said you charge the same as uh, someone that's been on the floor for a year. Uh, So does everybody receive the same pay? No, no, absolutely not. So uh, we, I start everybody the same. Um, I start everybody the same. And, uh, you know, if, if I have a, there's difference. So if someone comes out of school, everybody starts at the same, uh, it's usually at like 12, 50, $13 an hour. Um, and I know that's over minimum wage here. I think someone with a license needs to get paid more than minimum wage. Right. So they all start there and then they go through our training program. They go through the training. And then once they're on the floor, they, they prove themselves. So they earn their pay increases. And typically with us, it goes, you know, you go up a little bit once you prove yourself a little bit, and then you've got like another six months and you're just like killing it and you have to hit all of your numbers. We don't even look at service numbers. I don't look at your service. I look at your pre-book. I look at your uh, retention. I look at your retail to total sales and I look at your productivity. Those are the numbers that we focus on. We don't focus on service numbers at all. I can't even tell the last time I looked at their service. What's, what's productivity? Productivity is uh, how busy you are. So you have 40 hours available this week. How many sold? Right. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, now that's how they can grow. And usually they go from like, in one year, they usually go from like 1250 to 20, 25, 25 an hour. Um, now, if I go in and I have a stylist of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of experience come sit with me, I tell them to bring their last eight pay stubs and I do a pay conversion. So they're going to make the same exact money they made making commission here in a consistent paycheck. But I'm not looking like I don't go poach people and be like, oh, um, well, how many clients can you bring me? I'm not hiring you for your clients. I'm hiring you for you. You know, and that's like an important thing. And, you know, my salon, like I'm yes, we want you to be able to do hair, but like I'm hiring you for your brain. Like wow. every two hands, you get a free brain. So like, <laughs> I didn't make that up. I heard, I learned that, <laughs> you know, I, I literally just, you know, and we just do it different here. We don't look at people for what they can, pre- like, yes, we want people to hit their goals. Yes. The company needs to make money to sustain. But like, if you focus on good behaviors, the outcome will, will be good. You and, know? and you, I also read that you, you also have, uh, I guess not necessarily bonuses, but uh, team-based bonuses or team-based when they yeah. reach all their goals. Yeah. So we have our goal, our monthly uh, retail and service goal that we all strive for. And then we do do a bonus if you hit them. And then at the end of the year, I take them to a lit Christmas party. Um, 
you know, their three year anniversary, I'll give them something really nice. You know, I, I take really good care of them. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I kind of want to like, first of all, Gina, how many uh, stylists do you have that are uh, on the floor? There's eight of us. So there's eight. Yeah. So not, I mean, a nice size salon, but not huge by any means. So eight stylists. And then, you know, where can I max out as far as like an hourly wage? Uh, you, you really can't max out. You could keep going up. Um, so how do you, how do you determine that? So usually, so we have like, um, it's called a broadband. Now I didn't make all of this up. I work with strategies. Uh, they're based out in Centerbrook, Connecticut, and they're a coaching firm and they're the originators of team-based pay. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the things that I've learned, uh, over, you know, the past few years, years is through strategy. So I'm no, no like brainiac genius. I just apply what I've learned. Um, that makes you a genius, by the way, (laughs) I don't want to take credit, you know, but, um, strategies has a job description and it's called a broadband. Now this job description goes from level one to level, whatever. Um, and you can set up your broadband however you want for your company. Um, at the top, there's all of your critical numbers in the middle, there's your skill requirements. And then at the bottom it's behaviors and uh, strengths. You know what I mean? So you could be in level one and what you're doing is you're striving to hit everything in level two to move up. Does that make sense? So um, our skill requirements at our salon, and that's not every salon we do it differently, is education requirements. So their education requirements is Vidal Sassoon, it's 901, it's Lisa Loves Balayage, it's these big classes and events that they have to go to. And since we don't pay commission on any uh, service or any product, our retail sales are what fund all of our education. Love that. So we're able to get them up and through and, you know, it's not to say that, you know, every single month you're getting a raise, but you're comfortable and then you move up and then there's room to grow outside of just being a stylist. You could be a stylist. You could be on our leadership team. You can, there's so many different ways that you can grow here. Um, and we always are looking for people who want to step up and grow. And then there's some, you know, people who just want to be a stylist and that's amazing. We need that too. Absolutely. That's awesome. So what, um, so when you said like Lisa, you know, Lisa loves balayage and stuff, are you bringing them into the salon or are you sending people out or, I mean, if it's, if it's retail based, wouldn't it be cheaper to bring them in? Because now you're getting like, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So we bring people in, but we have a huge education facility. Like our salon is perfect for education. So I'll bring people in usually, um, or I'll send them out. Like, you know, Joffrey who works with me, he's been at Vidal Sassoon all summer. You know, he's like just been training for weeks. <laughs> all summer. That, that's pretty cool. Right? That is awesome. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. I, I guess I'm, I'm still kind of stuck Gina into, like you said, there's no limit on how much you can make, but like, what's that based on? Like, how do, how, how do I, I mean, it, again, is it just like productivity? Is it just retail sales? I mean, what, what, I, I guess I'm kind of lost about like, how do I, how do I, how do I max out or, or, or how do I not max out in that case? So like, the thing is, is like, I don't see, like, I don't see how you can max out. You know what I mean? Like we, I, you say like an, how long's an average career span, I guess. Like how long does it take you to get from one end to the other? And then as the company grows, you know, everybody in the company grows. You right. know? So like right now um, we look at our, our broadband and it has our pay at the top of it. Like it could go from this to this, but this is based on our company's current reality. So as our company grows, 
everybody following through, that number just keeps growing and growing and growing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely see that. Yeah, I still don't. I still like, don't get it. <laughs> so, the, so, so it's it sounds is it is it like a profit based kind of program? Like the more the the more the salon makes, the more that you can kind of divvy out. Um. Yeah. In a sense. Really, like we have our payroll set of like our budget for payroll mm -hmm. and um, we pay everybody. And, you know, there's also other things that we offer too. like, you know, we have weekends off our salons closed on the weekend, which is like a number one benefit that we offer here. Um, paid education. We have health care 401k. Um, you know, as our company grows within the next five years, we're going to be doing profit sharing. Like it's an actual like company. Do you know what I mean? It's not just mm. like there's actually there's more, uh, you know, than just getting a cut of what you're doing, you know? So we have everyone on their hourly scale and then they grow and they grow and they grow. They have to, you know, it's going to, sometimes it takes them a little bit longer to get through one skill set. Usually skill set three is where it takes a couple of years to get out two or three years, but you could still go up and pay, but I'm not going to bump you $10 an hour. You know what I mean? Right. Not like realistic. And plus it's consistent pay. So you could have a slow week, a busy week, paid vacation. You know what I mean? So right. it has to be, you know, structured in a sense like that if that makes sense so when you opened up your salon it, was it in 2014 yes uh, was did you start off with team-based pay or did you uh change it over yeah so i found strategies uh the company that i that i've worked so so closely with i have a business coach through them uh, i found them when i was googling business books when i first signed my lease i was like i have no idea what i'm doing i just need a i just need more than one chair because i was seeing five people an hour you know i'm like a crazy psychopath behind the chair wow. and um which i loved but you know i found strategies and they were in connecticut and i was like oh can i just like show up and buy a whole bunch of books and they're like uh yeah sure like they're just like this small, small <laughs> company and i showed up there like a whirlwind got all of these books and they were like you need to sign up for this class so i signed up for their first class and um i thought that i was the smartest person in the entire world as we all do sometimes and i was like i'm going to take all of this information and open my salon on team based but i fucked up royally like i literally just like I didn't have the systems to back up the business model. So for the first year, I was kind of just like, it was really rocky. Uh, and then, you know, I signed up for their coaching and I've worked with a business coach for almost three years now. And that's when, you know, it got dialed in. Like it was, there's no, it's just so dialed in now. And I think that the coaching and the support and having like the accountability is what helped me as a business owner, like, get all of my ducks in a row and provide an amazing place for people to work. And that's like my, my goal. You know, I don't like take a lot from the salon. Like education is where I make my money. And this salon is literally, obviously I want to make money, but like my goal for GBH is to provide like a safe, fun, amazing environment where people are always learning and growing, you know? So it's just, it's been great. We get to spend weeks at Sassoon. So I'm going <laughs> to go to Sassoon. <laughs> but I don't even cut hair. He's like the most, he's just, he's brilliant. And, you know, he, he came here from Ecuador and his story is very cool. If he'll ever tell it, you know, but he came here from Ecuador and he, it was always his dream to go to Vidal Sassoon. And I'm like, I'm sending you to Vidal Sassoon. Oh my you God. Know? That's like, that's why I do this shit. That's like that feeling of growing people is literally um, that feeling of growing people is my why. And that's why I love education so much. And that's why behind the chair, my heart isn't there. You know, my heart is helping these people get to where they need to be. And it always will be.
Right. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why we were so exi- excited to interview you because that's kind of what this podcast is all about. Is, is It's about people like you telling the story of how they love this industry and how they're helping others in our industry. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And I mean, on, on top of that is like, and how you found successes from like behind, you know, from not literally behind the chair, but from working behind the chair and how, how your, uh, uh, your career is, has uh, yeah. exploded from that, that position. Right. A hundred percent. Cause that's, you know, I, Gina, you know, like we, uh, I've told this a couple of times on the podcast, but uh, just for your ears, it's, um, it, it's just interesting to me that, um, you know, the people that we get to, uh, that we get to talk to, um, started behind the chair, like everybody else. And just like what, whatever that decision was or whatever that, 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 that thing was that, that had them, um, accelerate past two feet behind the client. I mean, that, that, that's kind of where, where our podcast lives, if that makes sense. You know, how did you find your successes? Cause you know, we all started off as the janitor and we all started off two feet behind our client's head. And you know, what, what made you different as, as our guest? And, and let's get into that story. That, so Gina, do that, that's, I, I'm, I'm intrigued about it. I kind of want to dig in and like, I really want to know how it works, but I think I'm gonna have to do a consultation course with, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go, to, go to Connecticut. We'll talk about consultations. She even charges for consultations. <laughs> Most people, you know, I guess they, they give away consultations, but mm-hmm. she, uh, actually, uh, uh, charges and then, but you add the price into the service, right? Yes. Yes. So this is interesting. And I hope that anyone listening to this podcast will just implement this right away. Uh, it's something very easy to implement. Uh, you should not be giving away your professional opinion, uh, especially when it's one-on-one with a guest, because what's happening is you're telling them something, they're taking that and they're bringing it to somebody else. So when we do a consultation, we book off 30 minutes. I can do a full highlight in 30 minutes and make $140. Okay. That mm-hmm. 30 minutes is dedicated one-on-one with you. We're going to talk about your goals, get you where you need to be, blah, blah, blah. The fee is $30. But if you book your appointment, it comes right off your service. Boom. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that makes way more sense than, than a free service. And like she was saying before, like they don't do services anymore. They do time, right? You're like a prisoner, dude. You're doing time, dog. <laughs> but, uh, but so it makes sense, right? If you're charging by time, you can't give up that, that 30 minutes, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for extensions, we do the same thing. We just do it a little bit differently when we, we only take that $30 off their install. So if they buy hair from us and go install it somewhere else, uh-uh, like, no. Like, we really try to secure our time. And that's a system that we have in place because giving away consultations your entire career is a lot of money. Right. Sounds like Daniel Mason. (laughs) I know Daniel Mason Jones. When he he, he said, well, if you do this, this, and this, you add that up over time, how many hours have you given away or how much money have you given away? That's so true. It's true. What was He said, if you do 12 clients a day and you blow dry 12 clients a day, that's, and then he multiplied that by the hours that it takes you to do it. It was like a hundred grand. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. (laughs) That's amazing. So, um, so are you doing coaching for what is it called strategies? No, well, I do. Um, I do an Instagram program with them. So like I do Instagram coaching with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my own kind of coaching calls. Um, I don't even like to call them coaching calls. I think it's like, I don't know. I just call them pep talks. Cause sometimes I just need like 30 minutes of your time to just like get you back on track. Mm-hmm. So I do pep talks. Um, I do have like a three, a series of three pep talks for pricing to get like pricing situated because you wouldn't even imagine you wouldn't even believe how many people have no freaking clue 
with pricing. They just charge the, what their most, what most stylists do is they find the most that they've ever charged without someone giving them a hard time. And, <laughs> and usually that's two fifty. And they'll spend five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours on someone, get to the front and be two chicken. So they just charge two fifty. And <laughs> you can't pay your bills on that. So Gina, I'm I'm curious though, like um and I think you'd admit that you know still ninety percent, ninety-five percent of our industry is still um commission based. So when you do the pep talks, how do you um how do you decide what pricing is if it's not if it's not um you know charging hourly? So if you're working for a commission salon, I can't really change your pricing because you work for a salon. Right. But what I can do is guide you and coach you and help you uh, create dialogue and create the confidence to break down a photo and build a ticket. Because a lot of the time, if you just like look like one of the biggest things I teach in my classes, spoiler alert, is what I like to do is I like to take a picture of the back of their head and hold it up to their inspiration photo. And I break down the entire photo with every service that they need. Uh, and then I go price it out and I break down the entire ticket. Like, you know, and if you're on commission, if you're, you know, my salon is a la carte, all of our pricing. So it's the same there as it would be for commission. And sometimes all you have is to work off of what the salon is giving you as far as pricing goes. So it doesn't matter, you know, booth rent, commission, team base. It doesn't matter, you know, who I'm talking to. I could still help you with your pricing. Um, and, uh, yeah. I love that, man. You know, so, so, so you're, you, you take it, you take the picture, the inspiration picture, and you break that down during the consultation and you go, here's what, so, so anything more than that, would that be more of a consultation? Like if you broke it down and then like when you got into it, you're like, Ooh, that didn't lift as much as I thought it would. Yeah. So if I get into a situation where I'm not really sure what's going to happen or if there's box color present in the hair or if there's weird things going on, I just charge, I just tell them it's going to be hourly. I'm like, this looks like a 10 hour job. It's going to be hourly. We can do part of it today, part of it next time, or we can reschedule the service so that we have enough time. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the, that's the confidence to have that conversation, right? I mean, I, I, I think, I think the missing part is to, is to have that confidence to be like, this is what we're going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. I mean, you know, what's great. She's giving her young ones that kind of confidence. I know that's amazing. She's teaching, she's teaching uh, young ones how to make money. Right. Yeah, that's my goal. I just want everyone to make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, awesome. And really quickly, you know, when we're talking about consultation, what stylists all over the entire world need to realize is that when you do a consultation with someone, this is a two-person conversation. So you're coming to see if I'm right for you, but I'm also seeing if you're right for me. Right. You know, yeah. and that professional, like you listen. And then you are the professional. So you need to leave this conversation and give your professional advice. Now, if you don't want to listen to my professional advice, I don't think it's a good fit. Maybe go get a second opinion. Let's end the appointment right now. That's like the stance and it doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be anything like, you know, you, you close the door. It's, you know, very like, you know what? I, I do hair this way. This is what we need to do to get to this photo. Uh, we can't seem to come to an agreement. I think it would be better for you to get a second opinion. The door is always open, but I can't get you here without doing this. So, you know, I think it would be better to end the appointment now because I just want you to be happy. And I don't think I can make you happy. Honesty. You know what I mean? So many I people. That. They yeah. So many or, people see the dollar signs, right? Or they're like, well, wait a minute. 
Like once you show them that they're not going to bully you, I mean, everything changes. And then, you know, sometimes they're like, you know what? Thank you so much for saying that. I am going to go get a second opinion and good for them. I think that that should be celebrated when we don't lay down and let people walk all over us. I always tell people, I'm like, go get your nails done. Go download and educate. Go listen to your day off podcast. Go do something nice for yourself and celebrate. Don't be like, oh, well, now I have an hour to fill in my book. Celebrate the fact that you're not a doormat and your professional opinion, you stuck to your guns. You know, I think that it should be celebrated. It should be a positive thing. Mad respect. Dude, I just think I fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's that that's that's incredible, man. You know, she's not the hair doctor. She's like the she's like the hairdresser doctor or the hairstylist doctor, man. You yeah. know, like hundred percent. Do I change my name? <laughs> right. Like getting your head right, man, you know? Like hundred percent. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I think she just doormatted me, actually. I think she just walked over me like this is the way we're gonna do stuff right here, man. Corey, get your shit together. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, so much. So how? So people who want to to reach out to you to get those uh, pep talks, how, how can they find you? Or which? Yeah, so they can uh, certainly go on my Instagram and click the link in my bio. I have everything through Shopify. Shopify right now. Um, I realized the other day that I have four companies. I have a salon. <laughs> I have a t-shirt company. I have a coaching company and an education company. So like my life is just trying to get all of that organized. But right now I have everything through Shopify and they can go right on there and purchase one of the pep talks. And then they get an email and it's like, Hey, what day and time work best for you? Give me three of them. I'll pick one. Um, and tell me your time zone. And then we just set up like either FaceTime or just regular call, whatever they're comfortable with. But I talk to people all over the world all over the wow. world, Ireland. Uh, I had people in Australia, you know, I talked to people all over the world and it's really interesting because you know what, you guys, we all struggle with the same freaking things. We That's all it. struggle with the same things, pricing, confidence, uh, not knowing our why, not knowing where we're going to be in five years, uh, not saving for retirement. You know, we all struggle with like the fact that this industry is like a billion year old industry and we still treat it like it's a fucking hobby and wow. it drives me absolutely crazy. So, you know, my, my mission is to just try to get people where they need to be and give them that support. So back to the, to the opening question. So do you look at yourself as a disruptor or a innovator? Because you to me, it's, it's like both. I mean, you're just disrupting this billion year old, uh, you know, same old, same old, but at the same time, it's such an innovation of, of changing lives. Well, I, I think, I think anytime you have, like she said, purpose, you're both. Yeah. Right. You're both like, like, like look at Steve Jobs, right? Like, like he was a disruptor and an innovator by, you know, by right. every, by every account, you know? So as long as like you have that purpose or you have your why or your, or you know how to get there, you know, she's not going in there and throwing a hand grenade running away. She's not a terrorist. Right. right. She's going in there and saying there's better ways and we can do this better. So, you know, the, I, 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 I think I'll say it for you. I think she's both, man, you know, and, 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 and does both very, very well. Well, I'll say, uh, you know, that question is great. Uh, innovator or disruptor. You know, I, I don't like to see the same thing over and over if it's not working. So I have no problem with change. My staff wants to kill me because if I see something, I'm just like, Oh, we're changing this. This is like, not okay. You mm -hmm. know, I, I like efficiency and I like, I don't like to see people in pain for too long. 
And a lot of the stuff when I'm coaching and talking to people, you know, it's, uh, I don't remember where I heard it from. I've taken so many classes. It's all like jumbled in my brain. Sometimes I say stuff. I don't even know where I got it from. Um, But something that I heard once is when you will, you will change when the pain of being the same overrules the pain of making a change. Yep. And as far as being an innovator, disruptor, whatever, I just like want to get shit done. And uh, I say things online and I talk the way that I talk. I, I will never like be someone different online than I am in person. And uh, I say a lot of things and everybody can listen, but as long as I'm speaking directly to stylist salon owners, people in our industry who are ready for change, that's all I care about. If they're listening, I, other people can listen you know, I hope that makes sense, but it, it makes sense to me. And like, um, I'll, I'll share a quote with you that I heard and that, um, that conversation isn't for everybody, but conversation is always for somebody. Yes. You know, I think, and I think it, 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 in a nutshell, that's kind of what, um, what she was saying. Yeah. So, so back to the Shopify, what, what is the handle? Um, it's the hair doctor education.com. Love it. I'm writing that down. <laughs> we all are, right? That's incredible. Uh, Gina, you, you, I, yes, thank you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm kind of blown away and I'm trying to absorb kind of everything that, you know, be, because it, it is like a different way to think about things, you know, it's, 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 it's absorbing in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of have to re-listen just so I can absorb it more. Right. It's just, it was beautiful. It's amazing. So, um, I mean, yeah. well, well, hold on. Let's uh, let, let's go here, Gina. Not speaking hair related or, or whatever. What outside of uh, outside of, of all eighty five of your businesses? Like, uh, what are you obsessed with? Um, I love cars. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like always obsessed with like what kind of car I want to get. <laughs> I'm like so bad. Uh, what I love about traveling, my favorite part about traveling is um, I always rent lit cars and I find like scenic like mountains and shit. And I like, that's like, I don't have that many hobbies because I've been a workaholic since I was like 16 years old. I've always had like three or four jobs. So uh, I get to the point where I'm like, all right, I need some hobbies. I need something to be obsessed with. Uh, so uh, when I'm traveling, I always rent really cool cars. Uh, so, so, so what do you have your eye on? Like, uh, uh, I can't even talk about it. I literally- no, you're going to talk about it, Gina. Come on. You brought it up. I didn't. Oh my God. I just, I want a new Audi. I want the S6. Yes. <laughs> so badly. Um, but I'm trying to be good because, uh, you know, I'm, I, any, are you guys Dave Ramsey fans at all? Anyone? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I just completed my debt snowball. So I literally am like debt free for the first time ever. And I'm just like, now I'm like, I want to buy a new car. Nice. All cash though. No debt. I know, I know, I yes. know, I know. But you know, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good. And then as far as other things I'm obsessed with, like outside of our industry, I mean, I'm a huge office fan, the show, the office. Oh yeah. I belong to like five or six, like super fan Facebook groups. Dork. Hey Gina, <laughs> you know what? I was, I was. Who's your favorite character? First, hold on. I'm Dwight. I'm getting yeah. a Dwight tattoo. Like, <laughs> I have a spot for him right here. Right there. <laughs> awesome. All right, Miss Gina, the hair doctor, the hair underscore no, the underscore hair underscore doctor. 
right? That's it. That's it. Cool. Gina, thanks again, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. And, um, and you know, thank you for uh, joining us on your day off. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, That's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>